0: Hey,
1: my podcast thing doesn't have no stuffs, because my podcast is called Secret Stuff. It's also called Secret Stuff. It's called The Secret Radio Hour, too. I sometimes forget that it's called The Secret Radio Hour. It's like a secret that I've kept from myself. It's like a sitcom thing where... Um, dad hit his car keys somewhere trying to uh trying to hide them from i don't know where i was going with this it was somewhere about something about hiding something from myself by accident and had it related to some television that i think i remember watching but maybe didn't i don't know i watched a lot of episodes of one day at a time and i couldn't tell you what happened on one of them not even one of them i just remember like the guy, his name was Shider, Schneider, schneider he was like Bookman from Good Times, but he was not black, and they were not in the projects. But there was some similar uh, odd family dynamic happening, and, and uh, the patriarch of the family was, was like the handyman, which is weird and somewhat suggestive. Anyway, this is Secret Skin. I am back home in L.A. I was in Portland last weekend as part of the Bridgetown Comedy Festival, and I did a live taping of Secret Skin. That was a great event, but it did not work. I'm not going to go into detail about why it did not work. I'll just say it didn't work technically because everyone who was there had a really great time. All of the comedians were awesome. There were technical issues that resulted in the show not working. I'll figure out how to deal with that soon. And, um... Maybe I'll have the people who were on there on to talk about why it did or did not work for them. Um there's one part I don't want to tell you though, because um it was a technical issue and everyone at Bridgetown did their best to make sure that uh that all of my needs were met. They were running around the city trying to figure out uh how to make my old laptop work with with newfangled devices inside of venues. And um the sound guy for the event was very helpful too he um yeah he like threw a projector on the ceiling somehow and roped it down so we had a connection and it was, you know he, he was doing his thing man he was a very helpful guy sound checked everybody generally all good very easy going guy um there was a problem with my recorder though and so that's why the show didn't work I'm telling way more than I'm into when I started talking about this but um At the end, uh, right when I find out, uh uh-oh, it sounds like an Asa. I was trying to sneak and do this intro uh, when he was about to get a bath, but he has this mutant power where he can hear when I've closed the door to the recording booth and he he wants to be a part of what's going on inside of here. I think he's doing ad-libs on the other side of the door right now, it's great he's um he tried to record a rap song the other day he uh he didn't like the writing the words down part so much i might have to put what he wrote on instagram because it's hilarious the song's good though so if i actually get him to write the words down then um i haven't recorded anyway sound guy he was great he was cool at the end he tells me uh my recorder didn't work i don't know when it stopped working but i was kind of disappointed about it and i was kind of walking towards the bathroom and um it's like oh man i'm sorry about that i'm like, oh yeah it's all good you know it's supposed to be a podcast but i'm you know uh so i'm a little disappointed but it's you know it's cool and i got one uh arm open in the bathroom and the guy's like you're not saying it's my fault are you I'm like whoa whoa mr easygoing guy it was like his weed had like run out right then like his weed quit He needed some more weed, because it must have been weed that was making him cool before, because apparently he was keeping a monster inside of himself that didn't want me to pee and didn't want me to be mad at him, and I wasn't, but then I just got weirded out, you know, like, I didn't seem to be, uh, I didn't feel like I was placing blame on anybody. I certainly didn't feel like it, um, wherever you are are person not listening to this, I hope your weed's working now, um... This episode of Secret Skin features an interview with Jonas Abraham of the Black Hearts, which is a rap group out of Denver that's based in L.A. now. I've always found their music to be really interesting. Um, They're indie uh, rap for sure, and I've always heard about them in an the indie rap context, but their music, the beats of them are very... Yeah, uh, that's, that's an Asa. That's, that's, that's what's going on back there. He's, he wants to be a part of this really bad. I'm going do one of these intros with in him one day. He's like whispering loudly right now. It's great. Oh yeah, <laughs> Anyway, um, their music is really interesting. It's uh, it sounds very modern and polished. And Jonas is a producer and and one of the main. Aesthetic forces behind the group, and uh, his sounds are so good. He's he's a world class producer, um, and and their raps have a street element to them. But if you if you're paying attention, and they make you pay attention, there's a lot of um, very provocative imagery that happens. There's a lot of uh, um, allusions to Satanism and uh, emo kind of imagery and goth stuff. It's kind of an interesting juxtaposition with what you would expect from like. Some street rapper guys So uh, I was excited for this interview And I think it was really awesome I went to his place Which is like a loft uh, downtown Like kind of artist space So occasionally you hear uh, Huge delivery trucks passing by It's very it's very New York sounding to be in LA But um, we touch upon some very interesting subjects We get into race and religion Performance, art And we get kind of deep into uh, Occult stuff near the end and I've had some interest in that stuff in the past myself so the interview definitely goes some interesting places and here it is my interview with no blah 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 here it is my interview with Jonas Abraham of Blackhearts thank you for listening to me and the uh, the uh, somewhat in the background voice of my son trying to be a part of this he wants to speak to you desperately I'm going to have to make this happen at some point but I'm gonna make him write down what he has to say. This is secret skin. Oh, where are you? You were just talking about uh, a new project, yes? Right. So that's yes.
2: That's uh, actually, you know, uh, Black Hearts, which is uh-huh. my main thing. The group I'm in with King Fo and Karma the Voice. Right. Are uh, putting out our first commercial release. What's Taking so long to get to the point where you where you
1: feel like you're ready to do that now. Like, what um, what's the difference in in this particular time?
2: Initially, we started as a, uh, an idea in 2009 and put out the first project 2011. And I think for us, we just wanted to work, but it's it's primarily up to this point too. We as a very sample heavy group. Okay, know? and like the way we were sampling too was there was a level of obscuring them but it was also a big deal that we made clear what our samples were I part see. of the selection of the samples was just as important as the way we flipped
1: it like what Kind of artists were you sampling that you felt like it was important for people to know who it was? Like, what, what kind? Of, who would you say was some of those artists?
2: Well, for instance, the first video that we made, the first song on the first project was a song called "Over," and it was okay. a sample of Joy Division. Right. Before they were called Joy Division, they were called Warsaw. Uh-huh. So it's essentially an early, an early, early version of Joy Division. Okay, and it was Ian Curtis' right. voice, and I just kind of felt like that had never been done. Okay. I never heard a rap song ever that sampled Joy Division. Did you find that that helped letting people know who it
1: was that y'all were using? And
2: more importantly, it was just letting them know what our influences were. Right. I think that one of the things with music press is that it's just a game of spot the influence. Right. That's what critics and reviews are. So you are. wanted to connect the so dots. you tell support. them yeah. rather than they tell you, uh-huh. you know? Because I think the the artist view that's sort of bohemian, altruistic, like, I don't want to give myself a genre. Right. Oh, it doesn't sound like anything. Like, even when things blatantly do. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. they still, like, delude themselves. And the thi- Rather than, A, acknowledge it, and B, be proud of it. Right. Capitalize it, like, the thing. Is I just, feel the
1: same way about a lot of things. Uh, people uh, often ask me about the term art rap, and it's not like uh, I super feel that in my heart i Mm -hmm. just know that it's advantageous for me to tell people how to consume my material yeah
2: like like those little things just a simple phrase that you can use to essentially codify yourself is the is key to marketing you know i mean because i think when you say a phrase like that it either turns people off or on right and you can't approve everybody so you're just looking for who's gonna like you exactly it's a divining rod
1: Right. Yeah, so do you do you have a genre for Black Hearts? Do you, is there something that we call it goth
0: rap?
2: Goth rap, yeah. Okay. And we've been shouting that from the rooftops, like. And I didn't come up with the phrase. I remember the first time I ever saw that was an early Anticon ad okay. where they said "good, honest goth rap," and it <laughs> struck me. That was for the whole label. or was that. For it was a just an artist? ad. It was like a banner mm-hmm. on a website, okay. you know. And I think uh, this was definitely early, early Anticon, but that phrase always stuck with me, and then. I think when it was time for us I don't know, I just said it. You know, it's just goth rap. Were you um first of all, what's goth rap mean to you? Well, that was the thing, is like I think I've always been making it. I think A primarily the definition of goth in a very clear way is a culture is an obsession with death, an uh-huh. obsession with romance, an uh-huh. obsession with the color black. Okay. And that was something that after saying the phrase or having it regurgitated, I just researched. Right. But just in general, to me, it, it felt like just that, like dark, sort of romantic, sort of fatalistic music. And I feel like that's kind of what I've always been making. Um, but certainly in the group that I was in before, The Pirate Signal, it was more eclectic. Okay. And I think with Black Hearts, it was like we sat down and made... like. One of the things was, I thought to myself, the Pirate Signal was just me by myself. Sure. And then meeting other artists um, throughout the city, Denver. And then I met King Fo and Karma, and the way they performed was similar to me in their intensity, but they're also just like really, really good rappers, Uh like better rappers than me. Okay. And so I remember saying, if I want to take my music to the next level, A, I need to learn how to define it. Mm Mm-hmm and B, I need to work with people better than myself. So like what, and you said that was kind of what you were on already anyway. I feel like in particular, one of the things that my music always possessed was a sense of melodrama. I feel like I always possessed a certain level of darkness in the production I was going for, but not so explicitly. Like certainly like, for instance, the group that was in before, The Pirate Signal, the first project we put out, there were records that were like, Kind of, well, definitely, definitively, like funk based, sure. you know, funk loops, and horns, mm-hmm. and maybe some more trappings of a boom bapish type of thing, and then there was also one song at the end that that was this sort of mashup of metal and rap, and rap. That when I listen to it now, there are things I don't like, but there are things uh-huh. I do like about it. I see what I did well, mm-hmm. see what I didn't do well. Were you doing a lot of that production too? I did it all. Okay, you were was, doing it all then, yeah, too. all right. Yeah, and and it was just the kind of thing where. I guess after with the pirate signal, then I made we made our album and it came out and it was sort of heavily synth based. And at the end again, I did sort of a punk rock kind of thing. And then after, like, that came out, you know, the project lives, dies. And I really would sit then and be like, what did I do wrong? What? How can I? How can I take my shit to the next level? And one of the things is that. That initial decision was just to work with them yeah. and, and involve work with other rappers. And then when we sat in a room, we made two songs. And one of them was kind of slower, a loop of a soul song. And then the other one was a sample of this band, Pentagram. Uh-huh. And the song's called Bloodlines of That gangster Shit. And it was like really this metal rap that, I mean, it's really good. <laughs> it was our first song. No, 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 no. <laughs> Some Nick yeah. the heard
1: about it. All to go back a little further like how did those original themes those golf themes come into your world
2: lyrically i think um Again, I've always had a heavy preoccupation with sort of uh, pining away romantic songs that are like, and certainly even I mean I think it's someone I've always wanted to cultivate the guy who doesn't get the girl, uh-huh. you know, the, or, the, or the which is something I connected with more as he really deeply, in terms of even want to cultivate that persona, you know, and like or paint that character. Then as far as being obsessed with death, you know, I always feel like I write songs. Where, yeah, there's just a ton of, you know, of, and and as far as the color black, I mean, for, it's always been black and white. I've always strictly been, bare. and so these things were just stuff that I was doing. Okay. And then the term goth rap was something that I just remember trying to write press releases for Black Blackhearts and just saying that. But there was discussions we had even like, oh, it's, it's also about like the gangster thing, like with gangster rap and like. To be honest, what we have here in this universe is a gangster fetishism. People fetishize gangster. And that's the consumerist culture. And that was something that I also wanted to integrate is the idea of, like, gang culture in its real literal sense is a horrible, you know, unfortunate thing. But as an aesthetic, as something that you want to integrate, like how do you want to present yourself as, it was very important that it not be a soft thing. right? Even though it's like this goth, which is... The illusions is is fragile, fragility, emotional fragility, mm-hmm. emotional, or just uh, I mean, for lack of a better term, emasculated men. Right. You know what I vulnerability. mean? Vulnerability. Yeah, I mean, and I want there to be vulnerability, but it's re- it was really important that the characters be you know not necessarily even alpha males, but definitively males. Are they characters? The three people in the group, Black Hearts, is, is each one of them a character? I mean, I feel like one of the things is. Me personally, I've never had like a rap name or anything like that. But I definitely consider the the things that the, 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 the vocal, the lyricist or the is, is the person essentially in the center of this production mm-hmm. is invariably what I'm presenting to the world. Right. You know, so it's like I, of course, I'm honest. But at the same time, it's just like, what do you tell about yourself? What do you? It's very much about I want them to know a certain person. Okay. A, a version of myself, maybe a, a, a better version, or just a certainly uh, exaggerated on some levels. But I think that that's part of, in so many ways, it's just a fantasy of, of, of you know, Like when we were kids, you wanted to be comic books and comic books Mm -hmm. and superheroes and stuff. But as rappers and as artists, you can manifest things about yourself to people who don't know you fully. Right. And uh, so, yeah, there's definitely like a persona I want to relate to people. So, what is that persona? What is the Jonas persona? Well, I definitely think that when discussing it, even, because we have conversations about this, is not a loser, because the idea of somebody saying a loser is this, it's almost like a plea for pity. Mm -hmm. But I just want to be very clear to whomever's listening that it's a a heavily flawed character. I see. You know? Like, and, and... Like, I I rarely ever write songs bragging about myself, about how good I am at anything, you know? I mean, certainly in the songs we get more aggressive in Blackheart songs, I might discuss things that could happen, but it's never, like, I I can't remember ever saying I rap better than you in a song, you know?
1: Is it a character with an arc at all? Like, is there mythology associated with the character?
2: Are there things that, like... That's definitely what we're trying to do. That are in the history, or? Yeah. Okay. Definitely, because like when we decided solo projects, the first was a trilogy, and mine was going to be about sex, and his is about drugs, and karma's is about violence. Who's and this, his? Oh, Faux. Okay. Faux, Pho, sorry. Faux's um, solo project was about drugs, and we had this thing that sex, drugs, violence, money, and death. For sure. In terms of, this is what all our songs are going to be about, uh, and... So I guess the persona that perhaps I was cultivating in that was, which is not necessarily, the type, but as somewhat of a you know, lethario uh, like a, because it was it was a combination of being really obsessed with Morrissey and really obsessed with Drake. Okay, one is this oversexed person, and one is and and Morrissey is the first undersex rock star of all time. He's like first. asexual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean the first. Like clearly and utterly chaste right. rock star. So it was, to me, it was like drawing the line between them rather than it be about, say, for instance, fucking a lot of women. It's about, uh, I don't know, can I curse? Yeah. Oh, please, yeah. Feel free. It was, it's about obsessing over one. And it was also about there being a ton of tension building up. But yeah, even that project was a, a narrative, it was a story. Okay. And certainly, as the stuff that I've written solo is. Again, about not getting the girl. And not to be the guy who doesn't get the girl, but it's just, in general, not getting what you want. Being the guy who... And will always succeed. I don't paint a persona of failure, because I don't feel like a failure on any level, but it's like, I do like to discuss the things that cause me torment and turmoil rather than the things that make me great. Within
1: the character, okay, so the characters have obsessed over one woman and the characters have
2: um, chasing all sorts of women. Is that accurate? The women thing is, is uh, pronounced. Like, it's definitely like, almost every one of our covers is about. And, A, it's uh, being very clear about, I'll be honest, I love art. I, I definitely feel like the reason I make music is for women on okay. a very basic level. Like, That's I'm not going to lie, you know, like on a primal level. Obviously, all the intellectual, I Are love Are you saying music.
1: you make music to get women or you make music for the consumption
2: for consumption by women. I think on a basic primal level to get women. Okay. Yes. Just to be honest, yeah. but I think beyond that it's it's to communicate with women uh to uh, when I think what inspires me to write is women. Okay. And no matter what it is I'm writing and the opinions of women on music is very important to me, but I think in general, it's, it's just um, what drives me to pick up a pen and write is a sense of longing. Okay. You know? Uh, the gap between what I have and what I don't have is why I make music.
1: And do you feel like through the music you're making,
2: you're accomplishing
1: that? Like you're Am I getting... cultivating
2: that persona properly? Yeah, well, or, not only are you
1: cultivating that persona, but are you attracting more women into your life through making music?
2: Uh, yeah yeah definitely definitely and i think that at this point it's a a choice of making a decision about better women (laughs)
1: Um, (laughs) but does that correlate to a different type of music at all
2: or is that i mean it's weird you know like uh, personally in my life like for instance i mean without like getting my relationship with my mother's is a very non-traditional you know? mine, mine too I don't she's not she was not really in my life I grew up without essentially a mother so I have, I have a very similar it's situation it's clear all of this is surrounded by that you yeah. know like let's not bullshit ourselves here I yeah. know that everybody anyone who'd know oh you don't have a mom that's why but like for instance I have a tattoo of a woman on my neck and the, the, de, the debut Je- Blackheart's album was gonna be called Jezebel Jenkins who was a real person and she's a dominatrix You said San the Francisco. debut album was going to be called? Or? Yeah, it was. Okay, so. At this point, when we were signed to this label, we had a label of well, a full album completed. Sure. And it was called Jezebel Jenkins. And that's uh, the working name for a friend of mine who goes by Pata Fria, which is also not a real name, but her working name as a dominatrix is Jezebel Jenkins, okay. which I thought was a, a very, just, it was just a great name. Sure. But. I became really obsessed with this person and she became like my muse. It was never a sexual relationship. She's a very sexual person. Initially, she was like, you know, thought maybe that's what it was, wanted to have sex. and I'm like, no, it's not that. And okay. it became a mind fuck for her. Because I did have this deep, deep emotional heartstring that was given to her, like to where regardless of the fact I wasn't having sex with this person, she could ruin my day type. Right. Of. You know, a person that... Just the
1: emotional. Yeah, burn.
2: she could... She, I gave her the opportunity. I, Thusly by saying how much, how important she was to me she had that dominion over me you know but for a while certainly that's why the I mean, it was incredibly inspirational like huh. that was i remember that being a, a time of profound creativity i was just knocking shit out the park and i just felt this wellspring and it was because it was almost the sense of new love but it's it's also the the idea again of and this is at times, I was wondering, am I like making myself fall in love to write an album or just mm. something psychologically like? Because, again, it wasn't sexual. Did you share this music with her? Yeah. It was, what, did, what was I her like reaction? I lived and died for her approval. Well, I'm certain. So every song, you're probably sending it over. Yeah. So, yeah you know, I mean, you know? I think at that point, a couple of things happened. I think, A, do I, am I traditionally making the kind of music she listens to? Yes and no. Okay. She has a pretty eclectic music taste. But at the same time, she's from the Bay, band. For instance, she hated Wu-Tang. And grew up loving E Forty, you know right? So saying? she's like, in that enclosed Bay Area rap economy and she thing. She very much just, is of yeah, that, but yeah, she yeah. has an eclectic music taste to where she listens to other stuff and okay. songs of mine that she liked more than others were stuff from the sex tape that were like the very not slow but um, softer, seductive, sexual type stuff as opposed to some of the, you know, that Black Hearts is kind of known for, <laughs> and and that's something that. I think Makes sense You know She Like Sade is one of her favorite artists And I think a lot of people One of the things I notice About black people Is black people aren't into Cacophonous music Too right, often right. If it is It's, it's cacophonous in a very tuneful way. Yeah, I beat down bad blocks into black dogs and retrace footsteps where our path cross. Fast landmarks in the back car. Pathetic boyfriends club, I'm the mascot. It was the last ditch effort to preserve something special the back with the kicker. She's all I brought to the city and I left her. And I miss her and my chest hurts.
1: So is, is all of black Hearts, is it performance art in a little a a
2: I think that that's something that we are trying to expand what we are up until this point. It's been a rap group and I think me and Fo talk so much about the motivations behind what we do um, but one of the things is I think we're starting to realize that it's, it's more than just making songs and records and projects. Yeah, there's a lot of motivations behind that but yes what well, I think what we want to start to do is like we've discussed the idea of acts of guerrilla art fair mm-hmm. Like for instance, um, to do something random, and uh, some form of art—not necessarily like all different types of art, not just necessarily music. Like a statue in the middle of a city. Uh, uh, one of the things we had discussed was getting people to—we would perhaps hire a shorter or a little person to wear a white um, like body suit, and six full-body people to wear black lacquer body suits and play a game of tag in the middle of downtown Los Angeles, huh. you know, as an act of disruption and, and, and also to attract attention to ourselves. But the idea of a rap group or the idea of making rap um, as, of, as you get older doing it, you know, it's in order for it to continue to be meaningful and, and to actually be inspired is you have to challenge yourself, right. you know? And I think that we're always discussing how can we make this
1: better? Is there anyone else you look at in the industry and think, like, that's where you want to be? There's
2: bits and pieces that we're taking right, cause all Right, because it seems like time. your path yeah. is completely different than just about anybody else's would be in rap. I think in, in, in full... Yeah. Like, for instance, when I think of an art collective as a rapper, that's certainly not an idea I... I feel like I gathered that idea from Odd Future, like the idea of, to me, they sort of recontextualized what a rap group could be. Mm-hmm. That was eye-opening to me. Um, but also, it's it's from paying attention to a lot of genres and seeing where innovations lie in all of them and picking and choosing, even with the idea of this vinyl and dead drops is not something I've heard of any other artist doing, but it just seemed like... I don't know if you're familiar with Dead Drops. No, what it is, it's an, it's essentially an offline network, and it's this new thing that this artist started about five years ago in Germany, where you put flash drives in locations throughout the city that have information. You, you stick them in the wall, and look, just enough so that somebody can put their lapop, laptop up next to it mm-hmm. and get the information off of it. And then what? Over, you, you said next to the wall. Like so for, like for instance, near like field if, if I were to dig a hole in this wall. I would stick the flash drive in just enough. Where you could just connect to yeah, it. Yeah. I you see. You know, where somebody could put their laptop to it and take the information off of it. And then you go to the site, deaddrops.com, and put in the longitude and latitude of where it is. And it's a growing thing. People do it just to do it because it's cool. Yeah. Um, but for us, what we're going to do is these two songs, is we're going to put them all over L.A., And then we're also going to ask our fans to do that in exchange for exclusive content. And, again, because to me, that makes this fun again.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: What's going to make doing a project fun again? And I think, yeah, I mean, one of the things I remember hearing, for instance, this is something, something else that influenced me, is an interview with the Arcade Fire where Wynn Butler said, every single thing we do, we do with purpose. Right. From the clothes we wear... To, you know Every little detail And I wouldn't say We aspire to that We certainly aspire to that Well,
1: when I hear your words I hear somebody who obviously listens to a lot of different types of hip hop and, and, you know, not to mention other music. and seems to have a really good ear for what could work big, like what could work in big parties, what could work on the radio. I'm um, trying. Yeah. So so in, in that sense, the production it seems very, very ambitious now. You mentioned earlier about, you know, the golf thing, maybe kind of turning off black people. Mm-hmm. Do you worry about? The see like there being a ceiling for where you can go, considering how ambitious the music
2: is. Can I say what I was going to say? And this is Please the raw do dog. Please is do. that To be frank with you, up until this point, you know, the homophobia inside of hip-hop culture is like this this, this horrible thing, because it's also unbelievably hypocritical. Absolutely. Like, um, so basically... Black people get scared because they think of Marilyn Manson, but then they also think of effeminate males. But frankly, they think of gay shit
3: mm-hmm.
2: when they think the term goth. And it's, I'm just being raw. I don't need to sit here and like say, "Oh, it is illusions, doom, and racism." Blah blah blah. Niggas is scared of goth shit because it seems kind of fruity pants.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna give you another angle though. I think a lot of black people get turned off by the Satanism. San- oh yes, like, that's the other thing too. The, yeah.
2: sa- the Satanism. Okay, so that having been said you also see what like for instance street goth yeah. when we were goth there was no fucking street goth there was no <laughs> black scale there were not right. all these i mean like, like the street you know free, you know kinda... like there were not gangster rap with upside down crosses on their head and stuff like that and there also was not this this increasing pronounced you see like almost satanic influence in rap music to where people are are playing with it and stuff like that and that's not well, necessarily give me give me some done. examples of what you see well, like who you see instance, playing with it on on a real visual level like I don't know if you remember ASAP Rocky's video for his song What's Up no I didn't see it it was Vi- Vice directed it okay they're essentially doing a satanic ritual in one of them, like they're putting a pentagram in dust on one uh, there's a video. That just uh, came out, like I showed you by this artist named Slug Christ, and basically what he's doing, it, I mean, it looks like at one point, like he's doing a similar sort of satanic ritual-looking thing on the ground yeah. with dust. And also, um, just the upside down crosses, uh, there's a lot of, certainly a, a, a new, relatively new, I mean, it's different, it had different contexts, but like the... It's different reasons to wear all black. But the reasons now you've seen a lot of people wear all black, certainly when they talk about designers like Raph Simmons or Hood by Air, like whatever particular they're, they're talking about, their, their influence is, is essentially goth. Now, but I think you know there's a difference between... But it's like Tumberglock tumblr goth which is to say no actual connection to goth culture they just saw something in a picture that they liked stylistically they saw
1: a long black skirt
2: and adopted it yeah with no reference to culture
1: but i mean my my question would be this i mean i think it's one thing to have influences but you know to overtly say like satan you know what i mean in Mm -hmm. a song like
2: oh like us yeah like we did Uh, I think to me the black I'll be frank with you here black people's fear of satan is pretty hilarious to me. <laughs> it's actually something that I like to toy with because if you think that there's something more satanic than white Jesus, you're out of your fucking mind. Right. And the reality of the situation is that black people's christianity and their prof- pronounced fear is not the pronounced fear of God, it is let's just it's the pronounced fear of the overseer. It's right. still deeply wound. That's slave
1: culture. And, I, and I, I, I mean, I certainly agree. I just wonder, like, I mean, you won't often have that opportunity to have that conversation with somebody. Oh, fuck no. Like, that's going
2: to rub a gang of people the wrong way. Right. But that's but, just the truth.
1: But you're not worried about any of that, like, slowing down what y'all could do?
2: Again... Like who's my audience? Is is I mean to be real. I guess with you, that's
1: maybe maybe that's the more basic question. Yeah, like, to who be real is, with who? you,
2: do I feel like I'm making the kind of shit that's going to be played at the Chicago barbecue, like for such and such family? No, I think.
1: Well, see, that's that's the interesting thing is because musically, I think very much so. You know what I mean? I mean, I think it goes if like <laughs> say,
2: if it didn't say Satan, maybe it wouldn't. I definitely am trying, yeah. but up to this point, I've always felt like there's just some idiosyncratic quality, something particularly, and I think. Like for instance, again when you just get to brass tacks, um, I feel like the sound of rap music, part of the, is, is just like with soul music, is is the black voice. Yeah. people want the black voice. I me personally, I have a voice that you wouldn't necessarily know. I think when I rap, I can't tell anymore. It's I've certainly, uh, you know, don't rap quite exactly how I talk. But not at all. But there's, I don't know. I, I don't think I, even when I rap, it, it's, it, it doesn't sound like a street nigga. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have like the particular quality. Yeah, no, it of, sounds like, a little exaggerated, kind of manic. Yeah, you know there's a I mean? little bit of a, I mean, for better lack of, like, kind of sound like a white guy. I can't really help it. You yeah. know what I mean? And I, that's how I grew up. That's how I speak. And I think that, for instance, when Karma and Faux rap, and people are like, oh, it sounds good. Oh, they just, they, what they're talking about is that it hits them in the spot to where this, it doesn't sound, like, uh, I just sound sort of like, I don't know the best way, is not classic. Hmm. Not classic. Like, they, they hit them in that not classic spot. Like, for instance, Karma's voice is the kind of voice that, obviously, it sounds a little bit like Young Jeezy's, and that's an, a clear illusion, but... That's Young Jeezy's selling point. Right. He has one of the best voices ever. So the fact this guy's blessed with this voice is, as opposed to, say, somebody who's not, like, a great singer with a great voice, as opposed to somebody who makes great songs but isn't naturally blessed with... And is, could be a good singer, but still isn't blessed with, like, that classic kind of voice, you mm-hmm. know? Like, for instance, Christina Aguilera is so impressive to people because she sounded like Aretha Franklin. You right. know, she sounded like... A, this classic thing. It wasn't at all too alien. For lack of a better term, I definitely don't think my voice is, I think the combination of our voice, I need their, it adds gravitas to That's my rap, mean. otherwise I, it comes across much less <laughs> black.
1: <Do you> ever, <laughs> I'm just I mean, being real, do bro, you, you know? Do you uh, come across people who are surprised to find that you're black?
2: Um. After listening to the records, yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's enough like information. I see. the way right. somebody gets our band, I they probably stumble across a picture or something. Or something see okay. that it's three black people. Know that it's all. But um, I do have a situation where, like for instance, I don't know. Um, I've played it for somebody and they've said the same thing. You know, like yeah. you you sound like not like any rapper I've ever heard before. You think they're just using like coded language or something? Well, sometimes, sometimes they don't use coded language. I'm, <laughs> I'm using coded language. <laughs> they're pretty frank about it. Okay. You know what I mean? They, they say, and I don't mind. I mean, it is what it is. And I think that it's like, like I'm very, I feel very lucky to be able to have a conversation with somebody to speak the King's English. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like a lot of times, if it was just my appearance... I wouldn't have like um, perhaps a surprising quality that I could use to advance, you know. That's like, what for me. When I'd get telemarketing jobs when I was younger, for instance, you know, right. like I'd come in and, and they'd
1: be like, "You?
2: Yeah, <laughs> you're, you and Austin Abraham, you know." And it's like, yeah, that's me, you know. Pants I mean, hanging ha- off my ass and shit.
1: Are you ever? <laughs> are you? Have, do you ever meet people who are surprised to find that you're like kind of chill in person since since your rap persona is a little. You know, like, so on the manic side?
2: I think there's a, for the most part, I'm in pretty manic round. I mean, like, we get along really good. And I yeah. guess, I, in general, I am pretty high strung. I am pretty. Yeah, that's yeah. not my experience. Yeah, yeah My I've experience been cool is I've real yeah, chill. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I try, you know. And <laughs> it doesn't seem like it takes much effort. <laughs> no, you know I mean? no, I don't. I, there are a lot of people who, I mean, like, people who know me. I mean, it's it's certainly, like, a joke, you know, that I'm, like, that guy you know I mean and I'm not like particularly gre- gregarious or outgoing and stuff but I can be loud and okay you know uh, I am kind of high energy if I do get excited about something Word. you know I and, like, you pretty argumentative and stuff you know uh, but <laughs> at the same time um, yeah I aspire for a level of mellowness you know I'm trying to in my old age, as I get older, <laughs> I am mellowing. Don't <laughs> <laughs> give a fuck, nigga. Nigga, I don't trust the dumb shit. You really gotta go with what your gut says. Man, my gas, you huff and puff and you get your whole hair cracked like hump Dumpty. When the shit go down, old rush your judgment. I have a nigga really digging that he tough for something. Ten toes down, two fists punched. nigga keep on the gums that I'm and I'm sucking punch. Quick cut him. Now shut him up. And if they wanna try to jump me, they can all the sun. suck. Ripping our ball out and off the tongue. I promise you that I don't give a fuck. They had down and a basement tore I Open this bitch for a break. doors. set. Put no fuck in the
1: one last thing I wanted to ask you about um, is, I mean, because there's like, like I said, there's like goth and there's there's Satanist themes running through the music. Have you, have do you like, have you ever like practiced real like magic? Satanism Ooh, no, never like?
2: practiced. No, I'm interested, very interested. I think I first got interested because of bands that I was listening to, uh-huh. and. I mean certainly with like the satanic references again it's less me actually being in, but just sort of thinking that it's it's it- if that's still something that'll push somebody's buttons, like, I don't, it's a little bit funny. So more provocative. It's a little, definitely yeah. provocative, but it's also, like, it's always been a running joke, that phrase. Like, a, like if I hear a song I don't like, or if it's not, like, hard enough or dark enough or possessed, just know, I'll say, I just wish it had more Satan in it. <laughs> I say it all the time, you know what I mean? And, and that's just a way to describe a certain, a certain level of tension, of, yeah, conflict, you know? You um, even though I do like some easy... Like, I love... You know, I, Isley Brothers songs like the next guy, but it's just, uh, for instance, like my beef with a lot of jazz is that it's you know not a lot of minor chords, not and it's like and it's like a. You can tune it out. Yeah, yeah, I like I like I like darkness. I like drama. I like and I I'm not a big fan of gore. I don't like lyrics about like, I do like gangster rap, but mm. it's not like I like ICP or I like like excessive grotesque violence but again those themes sex drugs violence money and death strike me as the, that's when people talk about what adult content it's those things and that's what adults want to see for entertainment and that's virtually everything all forms of entertainment are based on those themes but
1: it's something that stops you from ashley like getting some
2: alistair crowley books and like Making yeah. an altar. I read Marquita Saad, Judith, once. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juliet. I'm sorry. Juliet by Marquita Saad. I wasn't even able to finish it. It was so evil. And, like... Because those what's, books what's are too philosophical. Well, the book is actually about a girl in love with evil, Juliet. Okay. And it's essentially the story of... She starts out in a monastery uh, Raised in a nunnery. And, like, it's just about the, the evil of institutions. Like... And just the evil... This girl in love with evil. So, basically, it starts out. She is raised in a nunnery. At, in the at daytime, it's a nunnery. At night, they have these massive orgies where all the nuns are fucking all the children. Yeah. And then as she grows up, she eventually becomes like the uh, concubine for a priest and, and, and like eventually becomes like the duchess of something. And like throughout this time, her love of evil makes her do like these horrific things. But Marquis de Sade is also philosophizing and sort of in a lot of ways... I think the reason this is a lot, the basis of Satanism, it's just, like, essentially, over why not? Like, this woman, for instance, they, they capture families, uh, burn their houses down, torture them, and, and, and then kill them all. And, like, for fun. Right. You know? And, like, why? I, and then the main premise that freaked me out was the idea that if you trade your resources for defense... You're losing not only your defense but your resources, which is to say, if you pay a bodyguard mm-hmm. to protect you, you are thereby available for him to turn around and destroy you at any time you want. Right. Plus, so he you, has plus, your money. Plus, he has your money. Right. That speaks to the American military. It speaks to he was talking about paying taxes. He's talking about the idea of trusting the government to take care of you. But furthermore, it's just like if there are people walking around with this mentality. Because these are the, at that point it was true. This is the this this was the church, mm-hmm. the most the evil institution in the world was the church, the most evil institution was the government. The, I mean, like, and this could be the case to this day, obviously in a lot of ways, but it's the same people preaching to you to be benevolent, like the 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 old bait and switch. Have a shitty life here, and then heaven's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. These just seem to me like to even the most obvious deduction. This is manipulation. So when I see people who are like speaking about religion in such as a sense, like certainly with Catholicism and Judeo-Christian, like they are terrified from legitimate fear. I just, I feel sad for them. These people are oppressed. These people are being manipulated into sacrifice. And I'm not saying do evil, but I'm saying there's no reason that you shouldn't do what you want to do in your
1: life. And honestly, that's, from my understanding, that's what the real basis of practical satanism is yes about. that's it's the about, very. it's yes. about the breaking of taboos it's about not letting the overarching culture which in some cases was the church some cases is is uh government yeah anything that they tell you not to do it's about you being skeptical enough to be like oh Why is that not? really something i shouldn't do or yeah. is that just something that like they're telling me not to do and mm-hmm. then like you know you get into um what some people call the
2: um uh, the, the new church, or are you talking about the one who's putting up the statues? I'm
1: talking about um, there's a, a group that their philosophy is that you can only know things by direct experience, and that's a part of uh, huh. the Illuminati stuff, too. Um, man, I can't remember the name of familiar. it right now. Um, Gnostics. The gnostics. gnostics that's yeah. what that means yeah. oh, okay yeah. so so agnostic means right. i don't know that's right. why they they won't say that there is a god or there isn't they say right. agnostic meaning i don't know so the gnostics right. are proactive like they want to know what each individual experience feels like and so that gets them all off into they'll do everything everything you know huh. but but to them uh the power in that is letting no taboo have power over you but then that gets you into, like, you know, you could imagine the doors that could open
2: right. for a person. Right, and that's what I was talking about even earlier, have, like yeah. karma being, like, what, what uh, that having been said, I'm I'm not necessarily saying I'm an atheist, And I'm, I, even though that rant I just gave essentially just sounded like a, a long-winded sales pitch for Satanism, I'm not <laughs> actually a Satanist either. But again, it's internal. And I definitely think the phrase know yourself, What the, why it's so important to know, is because... Like, I mean, you're one alone, the only person breathing your body, breathing your air, living your life, you know? And so you have to know, you have to be in touch with yourself, this feels wrong, right. this feels right. Like, when I, I mean, so many times I'd have conversations with people You like, trust your gut, so right. to speak, you know? And it's like, people who have that robbed from them, I feel like, that's, A, a it's particularly heartbreaking. Right. But it's also a crime. It's very much a crime to to to. but then the further is perhaps ninety percent of people should not be thinking for themselves. Mm. you know And like perhaps if people really were thinking for themselves, things would be a lot worse. P- some people do like I've always thought about the idea of it's easy to question the president's decisions because you, you don't, don't have, have to the make president, them. you you, don't, you don't know have some to make people like you know, and so. I'm not knocking the church, or I'm, I, I'm not saying I don't know incredibly intelligent, devoutly religious people. I'm just saying that if I get to sitting and thinking about it, I can't convince myself. I went to Catholic school for years, you know? I mean, I, I tried, mm-hmm. I genuinely listened. And when I play with the term Satan, it's just because, A, I think a lot of it, too, is just about the idea of what black people can or can't do, right, you know? And right. me feeling like the things I want to do that black people aren't supposed to do aren't that fucking crazy. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, so yeah, I said Satan in a song, like, niggas preach the murder of black people. Like, literally, some gangster rap songs sound like advertisements for the KKK. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're going to tell me it's more destructive... For me to somehow ask if you can make this song as hot as Satan, than for you to have killed several hundred, if not thousands of niggas on your album, then what value system are you adhering to? And clearly that's not the one for me. Right. You know? I think it's but I'm more dangerous because of it, right? Like and that's the thing too. I want to be dangerous. I don't want to be uh, Well, you are more dangerous only yeah. because um
1: because there's that novelty and the fact that you don't, there's there's not a bunch of people saying what you're saying, so it's like the danger of a new idea. It's, yeah, it's very dangerous compared to like a bad idea that a bunch of people already know. <laughs>
2: you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah, that, that and I think that that's the thing too. It's it's kind of funny about it. It's like with the Satan song is, you take this song that otherwise may be just like a perfect song for the club and and the ur- urban, but and say something that. I mean, a, a, some form of juxtaposition. There's mm-hmm. guy. We, we, I'm just. We're just never going to be capable of just saying like those cliches. Right. You know what I mean? I'm just. I've tried so hard. I, mean, <laughs> I, I think even in Trillex, there's a couple of cliches. I mean, I say. I think I might make. There's a line about a rose gold Rolex or something like that. But I think even then, it was like. I, I don't know. It's just. I'm. I want to make pop songs, but I. I can't be. I've never, nor will I ever get bottle service. I mean, you know, honestly, <laughs> and people ask
1: me the same thing. Like, people say, like, oh, um, you ever think about just selling out and making... <laughs> But I'm like, I couldn't if I tried. I I know. know That's why I I
2: respect it. That's why I like this shit. Because it's like, I can't do it. It's like, not that I'm, it sounds like I'm talking shit when I say, man, how did you write a whole song about an alcohol bottle? You know, like, and not even discuss the ramifications of alcoholism. (laughs) How were you capable, like, there was a a friend of mine wrote this song and, and he said, happiness is not that far from being dumb. Mm-hmm. And that's—I think there's a big thing with intelligent people or people without having a lot more mental and emotional issues. And I think it's awareness. You know, it—it's it, obliviousness is one of the few ways to be happy. Like right. when I remember we were at a house party once, right after 2011, and it was all these pictures of people drinking. And my friend just went over to everyone and just crossed out their eyes and said, "Happy, war, done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like. He was like, well, smartest guy I know, but it's like, he can't even be happy. We can't even enjoy the party because you know that the world is about to go to exactly. war. Like, how are you fucking drinking Budweiser and shit? And World War III is potentially imminent. Right. I don't know, but it's awareness. The ability to... And, and the club, pop music, they're all places to not be aware. Escapism. Escapism. Yeah. So, how do I fit into that? How do we fit into that? And I think that that's when I talk about personas and characters. Like, for instance, Morrissey, that was pop music. I mean, they were never big sellers, though. <laughs> the they were never really that a sellers. I thought he had some big, but you're right. I, I have no idea. They weren't that ever biggest sellers. They were very critically respected. I mean, in terms of they did sell so well, but not as. It's not incomparable to their it's not critical you reception. Or, you know, no I mean, fuck right. no. <laughs> you know, I don't even know if they ever really went platinum until much later. But at the same time, that 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 again, the persona is cultivated. That. um that dour, ironic, is so highly influential, you know, and, and furthermore, it's like something I can identify with. Right. And I yeah. think I'm the character that I'm trying to pursue, the ultimate goal is to make somebody that people can identify with, that is A, honest to myself, but help, you know, like everybody loves it when they finally see themselves on the TV screen, so right. to speak. A black character, oh, there's an Asian TV show, and you know, they're, they're, I can finally see myself, you know. But I don't think there is a voice for us, you know, like or a voice for the black experience is so monolithic. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, but that's good for us because now there's a bunch. It's like a a big giant. We can carve it now. You know, so I think even like we're working with you and discussing it's like, how do we be honest and make something ubiquitous? Right. But I don't I'm not going to just say. Oh well it'll never happen. We just I could just not capable. Like people say that or they're like but it, it happens all the time. So it's just about alignment, your image, your persona, your song, how easily digestible it is. And it sometimes as artists it takes a while for us to get to that
1: that place. So where do where do people um pick up the new project?
2: Blackhearts.com, B-L-K-H-R-T-S.com. Is um our website. It's also available from the Death Bomb Arc website, which is spelled D E A T H B O M B A R C dot com. That's a local label, yeah? Yeah. You they, guys working with them on this project? They're basically
1: doing distribution for us. Nice. They've been really supportive. Um, I like them. I don't know them personally, but I like everybody
2: who they work with. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that they're specialized in uh, ultimately alternative forms of rap, but they're just. Forward thinkers. It's been around a while too. It's impressive. Seventeen years now. Wow. Yeah. No idea. Putting out art rap. So <laughs> that's pretty fucking impressive. Sticking around. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty impressive.
1: Well, all right, sir. Um it's yeah, Good talking to you, ma'am. Yeah. Thank you so much, dude. I appreciate it, dude. This is fun. So I did this weird thing on Instagram uh, this week. I took a selfie after I was walking back home from walking my kid from school, and uh, or to school. And uh, I noticed I was about to Instagram and put the picture up. Well, oh, he's being loud. And um, I noticed that my glasses were really dirty. And instead of thinking of a caption or something for the picture, I chose to make a little rap hook about it. And it went like this. My glass is dirty. I need your help. My glass is dirty. I need your help. My glass is, di- my, my glass is dirty. I need your help. And then um, I also said that that picture was the whole video. You can look on my Instagram. Art Rap Mike on Instagram. And you can see that it's there. But I told people to feel free to add lyrics because I'd only wrote the hook. And a lot of people did um, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Tumblr. People added lyrics, I guess people. Uh, there's a lot of people that wear glasses in the world, apparently, or people who it's not so much trouble for them to imagine that they wore glasses and that they would get dirty and need someone's help uh, in that arena. And there was some interesting stuff. And what I want to kind of do for this is um, I made this weird beat couple days ago and i'm gonna do this this hook on it and i'm gonna let you make your own song if if you're uh decent with recording software at home i'm gonna put this hook on this beat and then you send me back the words that you wrote my glass is dirty i need your help you're gonna make the song here this week folks and i'm assuming some of them are going to be cute and some of them are going to be disgusting And I'll play some uh, on the next episode of Secret Skin. we got some real good interviews coming up, too. I don't want to spoil nothing. we got some really good stuff coming up. Thank you guys for listening. And please uh, rate and review and all of that stuff on the iTunes. um, And let people know what we're doing over here at Secret Skin. And uh, that's all of your instructions for today. I'm open Mike Eagle. Goodbye. Open my gig with the secret skinners, the principal skinners of Scandinavians. You know who you are. We wear glasses. You know what yeah. I mean? Stuff gets on here yeah. every
0: day. It's like this. My glass dirty, I need your help, my glass dirty, I need your help, my glass dirty, I need your help, my glass dirty, I need your help. My glass dirty, my glass dirty, I need your help. My glass dirty, I need your help. My glass dirty, I need your help. My
1: glass dirty, I need your help. Dirty, need your help. This is your part, kick your boss, right?
0: Glass dirty, I need your help. My 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 glass dirty, I need your help.